Welcome to episode 110 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our Noir Vember series continues with 1953's The Big Heat. Welcome everyone to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Kyle Slim Jim Jones. Is that a new word? I think that's cool. Uh, Mad Dog Maddie appreciates it. <laughs> and I'm Adam Appleani. <laughs> that, 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 that's real slick, man. I like that too. <laughs> Fuck, man. I should be better at this. Mad, Mad, Mad Dog Maddie's very encouraging these days. <laughs> chambers. Cha- I could change. Oh yeah, the chamber. Like, chambers kind of sounds Kyle like the chamber. A bad name. Uh, I, I'm at Adam Hot Coffee Bentley. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, you guys kind of have a, no, a noir theme with your beer today. Yeah, we're drinking uh, a Clifford's Porter, the classic Clifford's Porter, Porter yeah. from Hamilton. But you had like you got you're drinking the dark. Yeah, we're going to the uh, noir of uh, Ember beers, and then maybe some white stout later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, our Noir November series is coming to an end. Uh, we're going to cover the big heat uh, today from 1953. If you haven't listened previously, we covered uh, the Big Sleep, Double Indemnity, and Night in the City. Night in the City. Um, Get out of there, the. <laughs> I know. I always want to say the Night in the City. Uh, Night in the City. So those episodes are out there for you to hear our opinions on that. Um, pretty much, we're big fans. We're Turning Maddie, getting I'm Maddie hooked. I'm kind of digging this month, I, actually. I became hooked uh, hey, last year on this. And move over, Shocktober. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, this has been a fun month. I think it's a nice cleanser. Again, I love mm-hmm. horror, but when you do that much horror yeah. and that amount of time, it's nice to, to cleanse your system. And we did all the Shocktober and then prep for the Top 100 Horror. Well, yeah, that was before, yeah. So it, it, for me, it was like from January on. Or no, from Jan- January was like the best of the year. Then we moved into overall top 100. And then this, so it was like, it was nonstop horror are, for almost are, like... Are you okay? Is everything ten, yeah, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and, and to be honest, I'm kind of just glad this weekend I'm going to watch whatever I want, which yeah. will be nice. Like, I've, I've loved the Noir yeah. Vember. It's been mm-hmm. it's been great, but it'll also be great to be like... I want to watch Garfield's Christmas. Have you yeah. just been watching this month noir films? And not not everything, but any kind of like free time on my own noir. I, I've movies. been alternating, so I've been doing a noir and then something else noir and something else. So yeah. kind of spice up because again, I'm trying to build my list for the top ten hidden gems we always do at the end of the year as well. Again, I didn't have much time to watch those because yeah. I was what, too busy watching. 300 fucking horror films that I'd seen before trying to put together the top 100. But Does it uh, sound like he's complaining a lot about watching horror movies? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying sometimes it's nice to like, I, I like doing theme shows, but sometimes it's nice where you can just watch whatever you want. Get cradled with a nice been, summer blockbuster. You know, when you, you buy all these, you got all these Blu-rays built up mm. uh, that you've been wanting to get to, and it's like, I can't watch that because i got to watch these. Yeah. yeah. So it's nice just to, to have that freedom. Yeah. Um, freedom! Yeah. <laughs> freedom! <laughs> So, right? with, uh, yeah, 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 George Michael, right? 
Um, I was thinking it, freedom. <laughs> the Braveheart. Uh, th- oh. That's going to segue to a movie I'm going to talk about later on. That's I, uh, didn't you know that freedom? That speech is is was based off of George Michael. Oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't actually didn't happen in the, the, yeah, on the that Scottish Highlands. That makes sense. So <laughs> freedom. I want. That's a great song. Don't, uh, yeah, um, we, can, we can cover that later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do we just want to jump into what we're watching, or do you guys have anything else you want to chat about? I just want to talk about this theory that I just came up with uh, several hours ago. Uh, you can tell a lot about a person by... Several hours ago. <laughs> I'm going to say like five minutes ago. You can tell a lot about a person by how they know Henry Rollins. Okay. If they know him from like... Um, Black Flag. Black Flag. Uh, probably a punk rocker. If they know him from Heat, I don't know, a movie nerd. You know what I know if him they, from? Heat. No. I was going to say... Chasers? I think it's no, called so- The Chase with... Uh, Sons of Anarchy? Um, Christy Swanson and uh, Charlie Sheen. Oh. Yeah. I, 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 that I want to, isn't she in another one called no that's with uh, there's another movie called she's, Chasers she's, she's become crazy which is unfortunate because I had a crush on her when I was a child uh, Christy Swanson but uh, you know yeah yeah I remember him in that movie and being like he, he's, he's awesome <laughs> who's in that this movie fella? who's this yeah. tough what, looking fella we were talking, I think he was later on because yeah the chase would have been something you could watch as a kid yeah it's kind of like a silly like there's nothing offensive or too violent in it he was probably not a three hour yeah. Talky heist film was. This is a little bit earlier too. I wonder though, like we we're talking about doing very off the map. What if we did Charlie Sheen nineties uh, action movies? Okay, <laughs> so would like uh, oh, that uh, Hot Shots be in there or no? No dice. Navy Seals. <laughs> you, and you could potentially men like at work. Yeah, it's men yeah. at work. Yeah, all right, all I right. Those are okay, well, we'll put this in the maybe pile for now. <laughs> this is a definitely maybe. Yeah. I can't believe I'm suggesting this. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I want more Charlie. I don't Shane even know where you would find the chase. I think that like I think it has like a DVD release. It's hard to find. I don't think it ever got a Blu-ray release. And anyways, <laughs> how did we get into Henry that, Rollins? That anyway, crap. I don't know. I just kind of came up with this here when you guys talk about George Michael and. Oh, okay. right, right. <laughs> Never mind. What was the other way that you you so you, you said that he uh, Sons of Anarchy? Okay, yeah. I guess he plays a villain in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, he plays. Uh, yeah, this is kind of a segue to what I've watched. Okay, well, okay. We'll what do you watch? Clint Eastwood. I fucked him. <laughs> <laughs> I wa- you watched that Ford Fairlane? The Adventures of Ford Fairlane <laughs> from 1990. This is a neo noir. <laughs> Directed by Rennie Harlan. This is kind of a him in his prime. Produced by Joel Silver. Oh, wow. So it's like this slick kind of new and Rennie Harlan's uh, Gina Davis's. Yeah, he did, he, did like, he did like Die Hard 2. He did Cliffhanger. The he was Swashbuckling doing all those, mo- Cutthroat Island. Cutthroat Island. Island. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. I think he did. Yeah, he did that. I think that was when his career went downhill. That was a big bomb. That's the only one I know. But in the late 80s, <laughs> early 90s, he did all these kind of slick action movies. Like he, he's a good, talented director. Like it's a good looking film. He did that, um, that horror film Prison as well, which. Uh, had one of the first appearances by um, who's the guy from Lord of the Rings? Uh, the lead Aragorn. Uh, Vigo. Vigo It's like one of his first films, I guess. Uh, it was this Rennie Harlan directed. It was the f- f- first one with Dominic Monaghan. <laughs> was <laughs> was not that know, Pip or? Are you talking about the Lost Kid? <laughs> no, uh, or or what? What? what, what Pip and what was the other guy? Oh yeah, the, the Hobbits. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think it is Don. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyways, this movie it stars Dominic Monaghan. He fucking kicks ass. <laughs> this movie is uh, if you if you're an Andrew Dice Clay fan, you're gonna fucking love this film and gonna have a blast with it because it's literally him doing his stand up. He's not Ford Fairline. He's Andrew Dice Clay in this. He's movie. fitting in his stand up yeah. as much as he can. Mm-hmm. 
And I loved it. Like I thought, yeah. this movie was hilarious from the beginning to end. Mind so, you, so this is like a, a almost like a Rollins question. Like, where did you, did you guys grow up listening to his stand up? I think yeah. for us it was college. Like I think we college got into days. It. We I had, had a lot of VHS movies. actually growing up. I remember. Okay. I didn't I get into him. I think till college, and it was. Uh, I like. I think yeah. I, the nursery rhymes was a big yeah. thing. I think that's probably how we're ever. But I remember like that was a thing. We would come home, all of us in our house that we lived together yeah. at two a.m. Get some pizza, beers, and put on an Andrew Dice Clay, yeah. and sometimes offend like whatever group came yeah. with us. Uh, I remember one of your your ex girlfriend at the time. She brought oh, these she, like they did not like it. These two, yeah, they were like offended and they left. Which hey, not is get it. It's, listen to it now. I'm sure I would be like. There are some moments in this where the, he reads it. You kind of wince. Like there's some gay stuff that like again. This is the 80s. He's not. It's not too, but mean-spirited but there's a couple things that's like oh you, you definitely can't say it but yeah. totally misogynist like he's totally treats women yeah. like shit they're um, also selling your house by the way your old house saw, that's crazy that you right? lived on so i think you should just go in there put your families together one gets the top floor one gets the bottom uh, floor oh, we can live our, we can relive you guys our can record uh, an album on the oh that'd be amazing <laughs> uh, yeah the, the top top floor you'll just get to live where justin lived for a while yeah. Yeah, i'm okay with this um, Sorry, but uh, yeah, no. I, this film is a, is a blast. Uh, tons of like cameos. Robert England is there, and there is like this evil leather clad henchman. Uh, Wayne Newton's kind of like the Bond villain. Uh, Priscilla Presley, Ed O'Neill is like this detective, this uh, disco detective. Uh, young Lauren Hawley, like one of her early roles. Uh, Morris Day is in there. Like awesome. it's just this cast, uh, great camo cast. He has a pet koala bear, man. That's all you need to fucking know. <laughs> Um, uh, I had a blast with this movie. This movie is great. Not gonna be for everyone. Does it hold up? Like, I guess I, it, I thought yeah. it fucking held up like a motherfucker. I was like laughing my head off. Hey, uh, he, he sees the two guys. Uh, what, what is it? Uh, Neil and Bob, or is that just what you do? <laughs> like, it's him just doing his fucking comedy routine, offending everyone, being just a dick to everyone. I'm trying to think. I don't know. We I came to work the next day, showed the guy at my work, and we just like spent the whole morning watching Ad clips living. and uh, <laughs> of Andrew. I didn't realize the whole controversy too. I guess he went on MTV fucking awards, invited him to do a three minute comedy special. What the fuck were you thinking? Yeah, and he did his full comedy special, saying fucking whores <laughs> and all this stuff, <laughs> talking about pussy and everything. And that, yeah, so he was banned from MTV. I think he, it was lifted like in the 2000s or something, finally. Yeah, what were they expecting? Yeah, so that this was kind of like, and then this one he came, came out, on to that, uh, that, that SNL? No, well, SNL was after yeah, that. Yeah. And then people were protesting, and Sinead O'Connor refused, and one of the yeah. cast members refused. I, I didn't realize all the controversy behind this guy because of the, like, the gay, that was when like gay stuff was like, we can't. That's not okay anymore. And then the same yeah. thing, misogynist stuff like women, female power is a big thing and starting mm-hmm. to form. And it's like, this guy's everything we're against. So, yeah, it, it, I didn't realize all that. And I guess this film ended up being a big bomb because it kind of came out at this. And this was kind of like the beginning of, you know, the the down the downhill of his career uh, where he was, you know, so high at, at one point. But I, I didn't realize either that he says that, like, this is all a character. That's not him. Mm-hmm. This is a character I grew up with all these guys in Brooklyn that talked like this and that's who I'm supposed to be yeah. so I don't know if that's true or that's just a way to try to get get out of you've uh, seen him uh, pop up in things over the last bunch of years a little yeah. bit yeah and he's he's actually been good in like some of the, the things I, I guess like he did a Woody Allen film that Blue praised, Jasmine yeah he and was he great did, in uh, that he was in Star is Born I think that people praised too oh, did wow. he get a nomination or something or 
Really? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, he was in the. It wasn't show. Lady Gaga in that. It was Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> I would. I, I, Lady Gaga I would see that yeah. in theater, theaters. Anyways, sure. I don't need to talk yeah. too much. Yeah. I, I thought it fit this because yeah. it's kind of kind of parroting these these detective uh, movies and mm-hmm. and uh, oh and G- Gilbert Godfrey's in there. He's great. Awesome. Uh, I don't. I was just laughing. I know what this is like. Is is Gilbert Godfrey as good in this as he is in Problem Child? He's great in this. He's great Better. in both. What what the the example? That's a cop out answer. <laughs> the, well, and this he's pretty much playing. What, Godfrey. The, no, he's the stand up comedy that was even too offensive for Andrew Dice Clay's character to say in this that he normally do on his routine. He gave it to Gilbert Godfrey, <laughs> and he says, "Oh, we were college buddies. We grew up, so we like." So it's them like you know ripping on each other, uh, and it, but it's the stuff that like it was even too offensive for you to like relate to this hero guy. But yeah, there, there's some cool action. What I wanted to say is the way I love Elvira. And that's like, if you're not an Elvira fan, you're not going to get the same thing I get out of that film. Like, I think all those puns and jokes work and maybe didn't necessarily work as well for you. I think this is the same way. If you're not an Andrew Dice Clay fan, you're going to hate this movie because it's Andrew Dice Clay being Andrew Dice Clay for an hour and a half and like a, just, a just fun kind folks, of Folks, no, he was pointing at me, yeah. Adam, not Maddie. <laughs> no. And I don't know if it's the puns or whatever I, I, that I don't like about the Elvira But movie. I think it's that's like... It's just like I don't know. To me, that film like there's not that film is just like literally Elvira doing Elvira every scene one after the other. That's this film. It's like it's, it's like Clay just doing it with all these different guest people. Yeah, well, it's just nonstop like witty boom 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 joke joke. And I I just was like laughing my head off. I thought a lot of it was funny and offensive. And it's nice to go back to these films that are totally inappropriate these days. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna go give it a seven and a half out of uh, ten. All right. Um, what, what would you guys watch? I watched this movie by, um, you ever heard of this fella called Orson Welles? I guess he's this new guy who's <laughs> coming up the ranks. Uh, the Stranger. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I watched this last year. I Orson Welles and uh, our boy uh, uh, Keys from- Edward um, G. Robinson. And, nice. I love this movie. It's pretty much like one of the guys who invented the uh, concentration camps uh, somehow escapes the um, war crimes unit. And they, um, he ends up in a small, small American town, sleepy town, and he sends uh, one of his buddies. They let him escape, and they just follow him to this town to figure out who he is. And uh, he talks to his wife, say, "I need to see her," and he figures out, so he kills him. And the, his uh, new wife, this uh, Nazi defector, his new wife is the only person that can connect uh, this escaped convict to her Nazi husband. So she has to go through all these. Uh, conversations to make sure he's not getting ratted on and the detective's trying to get her to rat on her husband. It is so good. It all takes place in this uh, clock tower, too, in this great atmosphere of this small town, the clock tower. It's such a cool movie, man. Everyone is on top form. The suspense is killing. It actually shows like a documentary footage of the uh, concentration camps, which is like kind of jarring for like a yeah. 1950s movie, right? I, like, I guess uh, Wells is a, a director for hire in, at this in, point at this, for this movie. Like he yeah. he had a couple things not work out, yeah. and, and now he needs just needs some money or something. And I, I think you know you get his flourishes where he's you can see like yeah. oh, I'm going to try more with this. Like this is kind of like this movie that they just want that I you know. Yeah. But I'm gonna do do things a little bit differently. I I, I really really dug clock it. Clock tower, the uh, the ladder going up to the clock tower is like. Ooh. I've been waiting for this to get a good Blu-ray release. It, it, that is, watch was pretty terrible actually. Yeah, it was a. Fuzzy well, it's like a it's and, like a public uh, the Blu-ray that's yeah. out there right now is like. It's just public domain film, so they yeah. just released it. There's no. There is no great transfer of this because mm-hmm. I think, uh, 
you watched it on Canopy, Canopy and that's the best transfer bar none. Yeah. But I think what the issue is, and again, hearing from companies, when it comes to public domain films, they just don't want to spend the money um, getting this, uh, the, doing this expensive film transfer because anyone could technically... And neither do the companies that originally the film, yeah. made yeah. them. Yeah. So it, it's going to be somebody that does an Orson Welles... I mean, Kansas Box City Confidential is, an, is another one that has a shitty Blu-ray release where the, D, the, the DVD MGM actually did put out a DVD and the DVD is better than the Blu-ray. Whatever I watched uh, on Criterion of yeah. that was quite good. Yeah, mm-hmm. so hope maybe they're releasing it. That'd be awesome. But anyway, for both of these films. Uh, yeah, yeah, like I, I think Wells is going to be some sort of retrospective. I know, you know, he's got such a cult following. So what are yeah. you going to give it? Uh, 7.5. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it's such a tense atmosphere, man. Yeah, I think I, 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 I might have been a... Maybe an eight. So I, I was yeah. between seven point five yeah. and eight as well. Before you jump in, Adam, one one more thing. I just uh, I remembered two uh, quotes from Ford McFarlane that I want to. Uh, so he's got this boner. Priscilla Presley's going on about this thing about dad in a horse or some shit. Yeah. Uh, but he, she's got a he's got a boner, and he's just like, uh, calm, "Calm down, boy. Roseanne Barr naked." Gone. <laughs> <laughs> I thought was great. <laughs> Topical too. Eh? And and the other one is. Uh, why do I feel like the music industry sh- should just suck my dick, Tracy? <laughs> like, it's so cheesy, but it's it's funny cheese. I don't know. I love this. I knew accent, actually. Oh, love this oh, accent. That's the thing, too. He does that, like, all through yeah. the movie. And, oh. <laughs> I'm that. This whole episode, yeah. I'm doing the, oh. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I need you to make jokes I'm just, like I'm that. reading the, I was trying to find the yeah. quotes. I'm reading them all, and I'm yeah. like, just laughing my head off at all these. There's better ones, but I don't want to get into it, and some of them are I kind of, uh, what like... I I have almost. You well, will hate it and do not watch it around because because I don't because I don't yeah. I don't know. Um, so think even lesser of me if if possible. I don't know uh, Clay at all. Oh, really? Okay. Like oh, yeah, I guess not. Like, eh? I, like the nursery rhyme. Yeah. I, I I know uh, I know that. But that's about it. Like how do you handle very offensive eighties humor that is like so offensive these days? Have you? It, it like it was if it, if it bugs to be you, offensive in the eighties. Like, yeah, like even, it was offensive then. <laughs> even some of the Eddie Murphy stuff. Uh, this is worse. I, I found the I Eddie, Eddie Murphy stuff. Uh, I watched it. I'm like, oh, this does not hold up. Like, no. it's not as funny as I remember. Now, it there's being. sections in in Raw. Yeah. that are amazing. Yeah, but there's also sections where you're like, this, this is just funny. because no one's heard this yeah. shit. There's no actual joke here. Yeah. Uh, and but he, I know Clay is like his whole act is sexist jokes and yeah. But I find there's yeah. I think he's funny. But, I haven't seen um, this in years, so man, I have to go back and I, I yeah. just I, I I was gonna I was gonna see if Becky wanted to watch it. Wait, and then like once 15, 20 minutes, I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't invite her because <laughs> she would totally like this is so fucking sexist. This yeah. guy's a terrible human being to women, and I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. Like she was offended by she left Glenn Gary Glenn Ross because she thought it was too like. These guys were two horrible people. The way they're talking about mm-hmm. how Al Pacino does a speech about you, fu- hey, you fairy. Who told you? you no, it's not even that. Where he's like, you want to fuck a twelve-year-old girl? Fine, I make uh, it happen or something. Like he goes on this whole speech uh, that's kind of despicable to women in that one too, because he's just trying to be the salesman. But yeah, this film is, is worse. Like the whole film is like, hey, uh, go do the dishes. Uh, or something like that. I'm the one that did all the work in bed. <laughs> or like, you're mad at me because I made you clean my toilet? Hey, I did all the work or something in the bed or something. Like, it's totally, totally, yeah. All right. 
Anyways, uh, all right. Uh, from 1953, I watched Niagara. Uh, this is from Ooh. Henry Hathaway. Uh, this is uh, Marilyn Monroe, isn't it? Yeah, the director of Kiss uh, uh, of Death, um, who I, I hadn't really seen much else, but I really like this, and I'd I'd heard some interesting things. This is basically where Marilyn uh, there with her husband, played by Joseph Cotton. Uh, they're they're kind of reliving their their honeymoon in these cottages that look o- over the falls, which would be fucking badass if these places existed. Yeah, uh, but they don't anymore. Nah. Um, and uh, there's this other cu- couple who, and one of them is playing by Jean Peters, who I talked about last week in the pickup on South Street, where she was this kind of like hard nosed, tough yeah. uh, lady. She's the sweetest woman ever in this movie. Oh, this she's is like ma- a 180, eh? This is made around the same time. She's brilliant. In both movies, she steals the show. Um, this one, like, is supposed to be this big turn because Marilyn plays a femme fatale, which she never does. She's always, you know, the innocent yeah. one. Here she's the in- pretends to be the innocent one that isn't. Oh, she's not. She's trying to set up to kill her husband and run away with her new lover. Um, the scenery is great. I love Gene Peters' husband, who I called Shredded Wheat because he works for like a Shredded post. Wheat co- post or whatever. Isn't there like a like a company, a zero company, right in Niagara Falls? It's yeah. So that's where he's working. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and he's he's excited about going there, and he doesn't care about all these weird things that are happening with Joseph Cotton and Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, to be honest, that would be a pretty exciting yeah. job. I'd- <laughs> Uh, so I, I kind of really enjoyed all that. Unfortunately, like some of the stuff, I, I feel like maybe Joseph Cotton doesn't want to be quite as like cuckolded or something as a character in this. And he, I, I, I really like Joseph Cotton usually like he's, he, I, I, you know, I, I love him in Shadow of Doubt, love him in Kisses and Canies. Mm-hmm. Great actor, third man. Um, didn't necessarily love him this, and I do feel like Marilyn is is it makes sense. Like you could play against this type, but she doesn't really sink her teeth into the other fatal. She the, doesn't want to. Or the story like... I think has to do it for her. I think she's trying. She's not bad in this, but she's not mm. like a standout. Where Jean Peters, who's the the other couple that's noticing weird things, is like for me. De- definitely taking it over. The scenery is uh, like this: the, the they got made it in the mist. You're all around the falls. That's There's some cool, right? pretty exciting stuff that's going around there. It's pr- quite cool. But uh, overall, like I feel like some of the stuff with Cotton and and, and Monroe drag a little Niagara bit. Fall short. Uh, so I'm gonna give it seven out of ten. Cool. Niagara Fall short. I got it. I uh, <laughs> maybe talk more Marilyn Monroe uh, later on. Uh, I watched. Gotcha from 1985, gotcha. Uh, starring Anthony Edwards and Linda Fiorentino. Is that how you pronounce oh, it? Oh, uh, the 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 uh, the exiled so Linda this... Fiorentino. Okay, I didn't. Well, she basically like no one would work with her again, so she hasn't made movies since like the okay. early 2000s. Yeah, she was almost. good oh. for a time. Yeah, she. I always liked her and yeah. stuff, but I guess she was terrible to work with. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, Dogma. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of stories, but there's a bunch of other directors. Yeah, yeah. Similar thing. Uh, so this film was sold in the 80s as the paintball movie. So like, I was kind oh, of excited. Is it going to be like, ah, uh, they get something. Paintball movie. Yeah. They, you're well, thinking like Friday the 13th part six. Uh, well, I was thinking, you know, like they kind of sell yeah. it on the trailer as like these guys maybe get intertwined with some real spy stuff and they have to yeah. take out, um, you know, Using paintball, Russian their spies rich. with their Russian with their paintball skills. Um, I guess that's the eighties would kind of like yeah. sell it. it. It's funny because paintball is like in the opening of this film, 
and that's pretty much it. So uh, but if you watch the trailer, they really focus, and even that the, the logo is like <laughs> a paintball hitting. Gotcha. Gotcha. I guess that's how they sold it because that, that was a big thing in the eighties. Uh, Saying gotcha, yeah, I get yeah. It. <laughs> but uh, no, the opening is great though. It's just him and the campus going around shooting. Like it's just paintball that is is going at any time. So as you're going oh, to like your class, you? someone can pop out and hit you. It, it doesn't really stop the game, which I thought was kind of fun. But it, it ends up. It's not really about that. It's pretty much he goes on this trip and uh, he meets Linda uh, Fiorentino. I can't pronounce her name. Um, and uh, she's she's this uh, kind of this got this accent and this hot kind of Russian um, uh, older woman and funny moment where he's like oh I mean, he pretends to be older and she's like ah oh, too bad because I like young seventeen year old guy and he's like oh well actually I'm lying about that and then she's like he goes on they're like oh yeah I've slept with tons of women she's like ah oh, too bad I like virgins so he's like ah I'm lying about that too <laughs> um, but uh, yeah and he gets in this kind of fling and then it he gets it's kind of like that um, Hitchcockian where he's getting thrown into this spy world. Uh, by accident, he's carrying something that he doesn't know he has. Is it played for laughs espionage. at all? Um, it is, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, Anthony Edwards, I thought was just super fun in this. Um, there's a great moment where he's uh, he's in like part of uh, fuck. Where do they go? Is it Moscow? Or... Let's just say it's Moscow. Yeah. So like, uh, he goes to like the one. I guess like the north side is is bad, and the south side is. That's definitely Moscow. North side's bad, <laughs> yeah. south side's good. I Everyone can't remember. Anyways, that. the south side is bad, the north side's fine. But he gets across. Oh, that's Prague. Never mind. You you did it the other way. He gets uh, he gets across, and uh, he's just like, "Hey, no, no, no. He asks the guy, "Are we on the, this side now?" And he's got the, the the security guy's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Hey, fuck you!" <laughs> like I don't know. There, it's hard to. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not selling this. But there's some fun stuff in there. I just thought his character's and really fun. You've always been known as the Anthony Edwards of this podcast, and you're <laughs> yeah. not selling it, I'll which is that. really disappointing. That's because he's just going around goosing us all the time when we bend <laughs> over. <laughs> I thought you were the Alan Ruck. But uh, that, I don't even know who that is. But um, you know, from uh, Ferris Bueller. I thought you were doing an ER joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, an ER joke. Who the fuck does ER jokes? But uh, and Maddie's the Noah Wiley. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it, it's just uh, it's super fun as he's just this young kid trying to get laid and ends up uh, in this as much. And then the paintball kind of plays in the in the the end where now the skills he had shooting all his buddies at college he can use to take out these guys that are after him. Who directed this? I, I, I don't think anyone really... Yeah, no, it, it was Anthony. But it, it's just kind of this weird... It does have this, like, tone mix where it's, like, it's a comedy, a, a coming, uh, like, a sex romp comedy, but then it get, it kind of gets, like, a bit serious, like, at yeah. times, and, you know, they're, he's getting framed for this, and then they're breaking his house, and I, I don't know. I, I, en- I enjoyed it, though. I'm going to give it 7 out of 10. It's a guy that directed Revenge of the Nerds and Troop of Beverly Hills. Troop Beverly Hills. I haven't seen Troop Beverly Hills, but... Uh, You're the biggest Shelley Long fan of anyone we know, and you have never seen... No. But, well. um, yeah, I enjoyed... Yeah, it's him outsmarting the KGB and the CIA gets involved in there. and Oh, and you do, of course, it's the 80s, so you got to have that cheesy romance montage where yeah, it's course. like, she's just... You think using them for sex, but they have this like montage as if they've been in love forever, um, which... And, oh... And you got the catchy "Gotcha." The of course the, the title theme song. Theme song. Is, is there a rap in there? It's not a rap, but it's super mm. catchy and awesome. So that gave it an extra point alone. So seven out of ten, worth awesome. a watch. Uh, I think Kino put that one on Blu-ray too. Uh, Maddie, uh, that's it for me. I watched oh. uh, the Stranger. Uh, so I watched from 1952, Kansas City Confidential, directed by 
Phil Carlson, who I I watched uh, Scandal Sheet, which uh, Sam Fuller had written that he directed, and I really enjoyed that earlier this year. Um, this is basically starts off with kind of like a cool heist um, uh, with an armed car car robbery where everyone's having to wear masks except the guy that's masterminding the whole thing, uh, and it it quickly like ends up in Mexico. Like it's, it's almost like at a resort where all these criminals are trying to figure out who's doing what and what's going on. I really, really like this. Um, it's got a a great, uh, uh, lead performance by John Payne, who I basically only knew from miracle on 34th street, Kyle's favorite Christmas movie. And, and Colin Gray, who we were talking about, I like the movie. I just, uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Colin Gray, who we were talking about, uh, uh, on the last episode, who was in Kiss of Death, who's got a great performance. She's the female lead in this. She's quite good as well. All of the side characters are like all of the most like mashed up, face fucked up. Oh yeah, they got like the uh, the scars it's, and shit. It's all the guys that like you look like you are ten percent. M- if your face is ten percent more crazy, you being Dick Tracy sort yeah. of deal. Like all no. the great character actors. You've seen this one, right, Kyle? Yeah, I really like this one. Yeah, I'm gonna give this one eight point five uh, yeah. out of ten. It's it's a really enjoyable. Um, it's got the cool heist too. Is this the one where they wear the masks? The mask, that are kind yeah. of um, like the ones from. Um, what they, what movie did they use kind of similar masks in there? I don't know. They're, they're kind of like nondescript masks that hang yeah. down to their their shoulders. Um, cool. Yeah, they're they're really cool uh, kind of look. But the way it unfolds, it's it's basically like a wrong man. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, movie as well. But Phil Car- uh, Carlson, uh, he's got chops. There's, there's something about what he's gonna do, and I've heard that like he he's now being this reappraised guy recently. Um, so I'm I'm, I'm gonna. Check out more of his stuff. Cool. Uh, by the way, guys, it was not Moscow. It was East and West Berlin. Yeah, I was thinking. Um, I East was, is a dangerous. I was thinking side. Korea, like North and South. Like it's got to be Korea, right? I, um, I, I wanted to go with Moscow. Yeah. I'm going to talk about a couple 2021 flicks. I'll race through these because I don't have too much to say. Red Notice. Uh, this uh, that's is my the, next one. I was going to talk about. This is Netflix's like 200 million dollar production. The fuck. Did this movie cost two hundred million dollars? Well, it's got it's got a like it's going all around the world. It looks like shit. Yeah, but it's still an adventure for Netflix. So it looks. I thought at least it kind of had a film look compared to their other stuff. I hated this movie. Hated this movie. Yeah, and, most people did. And I wanted like I wanted to. I just wanted something um, to kind of like. It was Friday. It was long week. Let's watch just something. I was in for something stupid. Give me something stupid. This is too stupid. Too fucking stupid. And how are these the three big big movie stars? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So it stars The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name Gal- right. Gadot? Gal-, Gal-, Gal Gadot. Yeah. Gadot. Um, yeah. I, I don't. Again, that's the problem. This is why our blockbusters are shit right now because The Rock is the biggest superstar right now. The guy has not done a great movie. Can He's you name the- one? Can you name one great The Rock movie? There isn't one. And and. and and Ryan Reynolds, you it, know, Ryan Reynolds is 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 the worst out of the three. Deadpool in this movie. is fine, but he's taking that character and doing it in every movie. And it's getting tired. Exhausting. Now. That's yeah. what I wrote at one point. I made one note of this, and I could have probably just dissected the fuck out of this movie and how terrible. And Gal Gadot is good looking. Like she's not a great actress. I don't know why she's a celebrity. Other than Wonder Woman, when was she's a hit. singing downtown in one of the scene where she's supposed to be yeah. torturing them and starts singing downtown, da-na-na. I'm singing this better than she is right there. She's fucking awful in that scene. Mm. Awful. 
Ryan Reynolds, exhausting. Ex- every time he opens his mouth, I just wanted to clamp it shut. Yeah, you you either like that character or well, that's the thing. The Rock is being the Rock, Ryan Reynolds being the Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, um, you either like it or you don't. But I think I I feel like there used to be a modulation on Ryan Reynolds, right? Like you'd get that funny yeah. line, but then you get a a person. I don't know. He's been doing this. Like he did the Michael Bay movie last year, Six Underground, same yeah, I didn't thing. See that. Um, the Deadpool, like everything he's done has been. And I hated the second Deadpool movie as well. So maybe that's that I just can't deal with. Maybe you're just at the. uh, I I will say I enjoyed this more than you. I'm not going to say it's a great film. I just, I'm a sucker for these like world sprawling. Artifact hunting, Nazi but treasure. There's, there's no like actual treasure hunting heist stuff. It, yeah, but there's heist aspects to it. Like some of, some of the action scenes were kind of fun and, and well done. I thought. I don't. Um, I, I I was like, how the fuck when they were doing the action scenes? How, I like the wh- stuff like wh- the treasure where they find the treasure. And are stuff. they paying The Rock fifty million and Ryan Reynolds fifty and Gal Gadot well, fifty million sure, yeah, and yeah. then Netflix forty million, then putting ten percent in? Yeah, in, in, or 10, I thought 5% like, I don't know the whole the, whole the movie is literally like a joke and then like ten minute action scene joke. 10, like there's a lot. Of, like there's I would say eighty percent of this movie is just. Mind this action. All the action scenes just look terrible to me. Like it's they still were done bu- B movie. Still big budget though. I don't know. That's for national most movies. National Treasure, better or worse? Is it? I've never seen National Treasure. Well, see, that's the thing exactly. Like National Treasure, a lot of people don't like. I had fun with those because yeah. it's just that I, I, those films are better. I would say because those films yeah. have at least a little bit of like isn't there kind of mystery intrigue? And, and intrigue and yeah, trying to solve puzzles. This there's not really any puzzles. This is like the action nonstop action uh. version with Ryan Reynolds. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I didn't hate it. I, I I was entertained from beginning. Like I enjoyed it. I'll never watch it again. What are you gonna give it? I'm gonna give it five. I didn't hate okay, it as much so as uh, Adam. It's, it's not worth checking out. I, 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 and, and you've you've recalibrated because I I read your review, review after I I I, I uh, yeah I, re- I initially gave it on Letterbox a three and I said I'm feeling generous because of Christmas spirit. <laughs> And I thought about it, and I went back, and I, I erased that line and gave it a two and a half. Because right after I watched this movie, I, I went on Letterboxd, see who'd seen this, and Kyle's movie thing there was, I was like, I got to call Kyle up. This yeah. might be the, the breaking point. Like, yeah. this is, we've, we've argued about other things, but. Yeah. No, again, for me, a three, two and a half, three is like, it could be a bad movie, but if I was entertained, and like, yeah, yeah. I was entertained. I'll never watch it again, and like, I didn't. Yeah. I, I found the characters annoying, but I just I, I guess when I know I know when I'm watching a rock film or Ryan Reynolds is exactly what I'm getting, and this delivered that. I guess I hadn't seen one in a while, so I I've, thought some of his, the stuff was funny, but some of it's really annoying. Is that you both agree this is a terrible movie? <laughs> but what you're not agreeing is how terrible, terrible. this movie actually is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, gonna give it three point five. Yeah. Okay, let me let me talk about one that was better. Another kind of mindless action movie from 2021, Boss Level. Uh, this is directed by oh, Joe damn. Carnahan. Uh, stars Frank Grillo, Mel Gibson, Naomi Watts, uh, Ken Jong. Is that how you pronounce his name? Is in there from uh, Community? Yeah. Uh, Will Sasso huh. is like the big, fucking muscular, tough guy in this. Um, he he wasn't great. I like, but oh, I thought Will Sasso. Yeah, I was like Will Sasso. He's funny. From Mel what Gibson I remember. though, fucking once again owning. He has like this great, great like, little line, Will Sasso. five minute soliloquy where he's going like giving this speech about this time when he was in Vietnam or whatever. Mel Gibson fucking is amazing. It's again that guy should be like headlining films right now because he's always the best part of these films. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that, like he's like Nicolas Cage. Like he gets these films and he still gives like. I'm going to yeah. give the best performance. I'm not going to give a shitty performance because this movie, not that this movie's bad. I actually really enjoyed this movie. So Frank Grillo, 
uh, is this kind of former alcoholic soldier and he, who's pretty much stuck in a time loop. It is pretty much Groundhog Day as an action movie, but unlike like Edge of Tomorrow, this is an R-rated action movie. So lots of like, you know, there's decapitations, hardcore violence. Um, and the story is he's stuck in this time loop and he has to relive this day where all this group of like assassins and you, they all have the unique, you have the like the little... The little, um, is it dwarf? Is that an okay word? The, the little person, yeah. uh, assassin. You have the, the, uh, Asian woman who's amazing with swords. You have, you know, the redneck guy. So all the assassins have their own kind of personality and they are trying to kill him and he has to relive, survive the day somehow. And he's living over and over again. But it, there's also the time machine, I guess, it's fucked with pretty much it, it it's going to destroy the world by the end of the day. Um, so just super fun action, just bombastic violence and just all kinds of cool stuff. Like Shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> but then they kind of add at the end, like the last, they start adding this like emotional stuff and like, it kind of hit me. Like it's about, I guess you find out that Naomi Watts, they broke up, they had a child, but he was off to work. So the child doesn't know he's the dad. And then it's like, he's going to use some of his time to like get to know the kid but then, like, the kid is, like, getting killed and, and shit, and he has to say, like, it, it kind of hit me in the, the feels yeah. a little bit. I don't know. Again, I, I guess I'm at that point in my life. And then Naomi Watts, too, it was, you know, it's, like, right from, I'm not spoiling, right from the beginning, she's dead. Um, she died the day before, so he can't save her. Um, and there, there's some stuff with that. I don't know. I really dug this movie. I'm not yeah. going to say, like, again, 2021, there's been a lot of movies, like, I'm not going to say these are amazing, and if they make the top 10, maybe it's not a great top 10, but these are going to be like right outside. Like I had fun with this. I'm going to give it seven and a half. Uh, I was surprised how good it is, and Frank Grillo is kind of a guy that I, I, I always like uh, Yeah, stuff. so do I. Like he, Purge Anarchy, he did, he, that was the mm-hmm. best Purge. And he's a guy that, you know, you believe that he can kick ass yeah. all, and do all these action scenes. It, it doesn't look stupid. I, I will say... Um, and probably due to budgetary reasons, some of the CGI, not great. You're not getting real practical blood spurts. They're doing a CGI. I can tell. That shit bugs me. Yeah. The explosions, you can tell. Um, you know, I, I wish there was more practical stuff. And maybe, I don't know if this was done during COVID, possibly, if it just came out in 2021. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Or maybe just before. Or it was probably just budgetary things. Um, but if you can look past that, and, and Mel Gibson is just fun chewing scenery as, again, kind of like the Bond villain in there. Um yeah, I had a blast with it. Watch it if you awesome. yeah, if you want to waste. And I don't think it's long, an hour and a half or something like that, an hour and 40. Oh, sorry. Actually, can I do one more 2021 yeah, of movie? Course. Super sure. quick. I did Bo Burnham Inside. Oh, yeah. I've watched okay. this. Okay. So this is... Uh, I've I guess heard like, he a, a big, lot about this, Yeah, right? when this came out, it was like insane yeah. praise. It's I've seen it on best of like top mm-hmm. 10 so of the year. So you watched all of No, Bo's- I've never seen... A, uh, okay. I don't know his comedy. And... Uh, I, this didn't encourage me to want to watch more. I, like, to be honest, um, like his other comedy specials are. Or, I, I don't I've heard they're better. I, I if don't. For, if you wanted, like, for comedy. This isn't a comedy special. No, yeah. Yeah. This is a weird. Like that's the difference where and and even the 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 previous one he made make happy is but all the is, songs are supposed to be comedy. I know it's kind of well, this they're dour, satire, like, but like they're they're not uh, like. There was jokes in his earlier stand-up. Like, yeah. like they're clearly, clearly jokes. This is supposed to be like making yeah. people laugh. I don't think any of this stuff is necessarily supposed to go there. They're they're very like sat satirical, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's in, none of the like. Like I think what he did, 
again, stuck in his house during COVID. It's an impressive accomplishment. The guy's obviously talented. But yeah, I can't say I laughed like once during this thing. And I also thought some of the stuff he went through was kind of like the safe, you know, like there's nothing edgy about it. It's like, oh, let's uh, attack that I'm a white male and I shouldn't have an opinion. I'm a celebrity. I shouldn't have an opinion. Like it's all stuff. If you go on a Facebook group, you're going to have the fucking the one side that is completely calling you a white knight. And then you're going to have these guys. Like It just felt like I've seen all this in a Facebook thread, like everything mm-hmm. he's talking about. Yeah, some of it is, is well put together and, and stuff. I just didn't feel like he was offering anything that I haven't heard or seen in the past year. It I think he's been, just like, all inv- this stuff is kind I think of he's in- an inventive yeah. filmmaker. And, and and it was long. Like This, I think, you could have easily cut down to 40 minutes. I think it's like an hour and 40 minutes. What is this? So it, it's... So... He starts off. He's he's a YouTube star originally. Okay, and oh, then I'm out. <laughs> and, yeah, and like what's but like 2006. Okay, accidentally just starts making cool things on the internet as a teenager, and then gets thrust. But then he actually makes comedy specials, stand up specials, and they're great. They're, and and are they actually him doing routines or him doing on a piano like doing? Because I heard he's like the modern Weird Al. That's he all, does both. Because th- this thing was just him doing songs. Yeah. So. Well, Which is not really my thing, yeah, I should yeah. say. Comedians like Weird Al, I like watching music videos. I'm not going to watch an hour and a half of Weird Al. Um, and without the music videos, like if it was Weird Al just playing a live show for an hour and a half, you know. Except his band is supposed to be the best band on the planet. Yeah, Weird Al's band. Yeah. Uh, well, I kinda, again, I, I thought this, this guy's got this guy's a good singer. He's talented for sure. Um, Some of his tunes were catchy. I just yeah, and like the other ones split it a little bit more between like he sings he he'll sing something but they they split like they're they're kind of marvels on stage where he's like doing something and then he jumps up and he starts okay that that was a little bit over the the top i i, I know i shouldn't be doing that but maybe we'll make it happy and then all of a sudden they'll be like happy <laughs> like all this fucking insane yeah, shit yeah. will happen and uh, like th- this is not a bit uh, that he's <laughs> yeah. done but but yeah. that's the kind of stuff that he does but it's really inventive and I like I like uh, some of the pieces fell flat uh, a like little bit Instagram, for me. Like some of the stuff, the I don't Instagram know, like, one. Some didn't of it hit. just felt so like you're not telling me something anything I haven't heard. But something like funny feeling is is re- uh, really great, and I love all the stuff he's actually doing in the space. Yeah, like that stuff was impressive. What he's doing with lights and stuff like that. But not even that. With like just how he's showing how the space is almost like changing over that amount of time. Like, and he's changing over that amount of time. Like, I, I don't know. I, I really... I know, that thing, great. too, where he's freaking out and starts smashing shit kind of felt staged to me. Maybe it wasn't, but it felt like it was. Um, That's a, we don't know, I guess. You know, I mean, you could make it sound seem like this is... I, I don't know. It was... It was fine. It wasn't for me. Like, I was like, this guy's right. talented. Maybe I'll check out a comedy special. But yeah, this, I don't know what this, like, I, I thought as an artistic, I thought as like someone that has something to say, I didn't think he offered anything new. As an artistic achievement, there's some stuff in there that's definitely interesting. As a comedy, no. <laughs> um, I'm going to go four and a half oh, out, wow. of, out of 10 for me. I, I did, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, this was like, about a half an hour in, I was like, fuck, like, I, I got to finish this. But it was just like, I was just Rough. bored and just, just end, please. An hour and 40 minutes is asking a lot for this. It's, that's the thing, too. His, his stuff is really repetitive. Like, all his songs are very repetitive. Um, yeah, anyways, it wasn't for me. But uh, again, I'm in the minority because this is like, like, I saw this on top 10 movie lists. I'm like, what? Like, I guess I have yeah. to watch this. Like, yeah, I, I, I also, I don't think I would consider this a movie, but. 
Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know what the fuck it, it's supposed to be. Yeah, like it, it's it's. I don't know. It's really interesting. Like I I I would highly praise this. I don't think it's as good as the previous special he did, but. Um, I, I'm a guy too. I don't watch comedy specials. Like again, my comedies comedians are Andrew Dice yeah, Clay, exactly. Dennis Leary, Eddie Murphy. Like so I have. How does this guy compare to Andrew Dice Clay? Like uh, they they say the same things. Where those, those guys were kind of like edgy comedians. This is not that. Yeah, like he's he's just like he's just, that line. Uh, he did eighth grade. He's a director. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. like that either. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And he, you know, he's an actor. He's oh yeah, a yeah. Promise he did eighth woman. grade. So yeah, I don't think this guy's for me then. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. there's another film everyone loved, and I was like, eh, yeah. I didn't think that was very good. Um, anyway, uh, what else did you guys watch? Uh, so I watched Whirlpool from 1949. This is Otto Preminger. This is basically. I'm not going to go into this too much, but for me, this felt like, oh, he wants to recreate the Laura, the you know, which was a massive hit, mm-hmm. and he'll add into some psychoanalysis stuff that's kind of like hitting similar to Spellbound, hypnotism, claptrap nonsense. I, I think I, I wrote... Pseudoscience. Um, I, it's unfortunate because you have a great lead performance by Gene Tierney who's being thrown yeah. in this situation where it's like you, you're... You, you're doing all these things. You're making all these things happen. Maybe you killed this woman. And an amazing, amazing fucking uh, villain turn by Jose Ferreira. Like, it's too bad that the movie is nothing. The movie yeah. is just like absolutely fluff. fluff, nonsense, them building drama out of nothing. When Ferreira's on, the, on, on scene, it's kind of mesmerizing occasionally because he's playing all these people so well. And tyranny, like you can really feel their emotion, but there's no movie there. There's no actual motivation. I'm going to give it six out of, oh, out of ten. Yeah, I, I thought I heard pretty good things because I picked up the Twilight Time Blu-ray. This I haven't had a chance to watch it, but uh. yeah, I, I, that's what I watch. It looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't think hmm. it, it really feels like he maybe needed a hit, and he thought, well, why don't I recreate the big thing that yeah. made <laughs> me as a director? Hmm. Uh, like, there's even a picture of the dead woman hanging above the fucking fireplace at, at nice. a certain point. Like, But there's no great score. There's no, no. great mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's still some cool, like, six. I, I, like, I didn't hate it, because there's the, there's a couple performances that are super cool. something to be redeemed cool. about it. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's good to watch. Yeah. Cool. Um... Uh, I'll jump in with Noir, then I'm going to end on two Noirs, but uh, I can do, yeah. if you have more, I can I got one, one more. Okay, I'll, I'll do one, then you can jump in. Uh, so I did, I did the Asphalt Jungle from 1950. Oh, yeah. John this Houston. Is, uh, John Houston Criterion put this one out. John Houston, Maltese Falcon fame. Uh, Star Sterling Hayden from The Killing. Uh, Marilyn Monroe was in this in an early role. Uh, th- this was kind of a cool, so this German criminal mastermind is released from prison and he, I guess, has these plans to, that to pretty much break into the bank, and it's going to be the biggest heist ever. Um, but the problem is he has no money. He just came out of prison, so he needs a backer and uh, to get him 50000 because he needs to hire three men for the job, a safecracker, a driver, and a hooligan, a.k.a. like a, the muscle. The muscle. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I don't want to say too much. This, the, the heist is fantastic. Um, but then it gets into like the aftermath because obviously it doesn't always go right. And, and what do you do? You know, you now you have this jewels and you got to, you can't just the stolen jewels, just go and sell them, get the money. You got to kind of pass off to the right people and all these, everyone's double crossing everyone. And 
and and again another eclectic cast where kind of everyone is memorable in this movie. Yeah. Um. I I had a blast with this. One. I'm going to give it eight out of ten. Awesome. Um. Yeah, I've only seen this once. I probably would have been the same. I I feel like this is another one. Um, this is one where again, like the whole town is a part of the movie. I feel like, yeah, I I, I kind of feel like this one might because and the, 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 it might go up in my appreciation. Yeah. The guy that plays like the German, the criminal mastermind guy, is so fucking good. Like, I love that character. I love that performance. Like uh, Hayden originally, like when I watched this, I was like, ah, he's he's good in this. Yeah. But I don't see. But honestly, I've seen him in a bunch of other stuff since. Well, he again, he's not the most interesting character in this. It's all about the some of the other characters. Yeah. I find he's kind of like the guy that has never had a chance to get these big heists, but he's a solid, solid dude that you That's can trust. That's what he always on plays. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I think maybe I'll know him a little bit more in the shades because I think he's a better actor than yeah. Um, some of the other kind of occasionally like B heavies where yeah. he gets slided in. Yeah, yeah really yeah. cool movie. Yeah, why don't you jump in and then I'll finish it off. I watched another Samuel Fuller movie, The Crimson Kimono, uh, which uh, is is really good. Basically, it's like this L.A. detective and his Japanese partner, Wu, an artist, uh, while they're trying to solve this stripper's murder. So basically, it opens up. It's a burlesque show. Oh, yeah? And it's 1959. And so you're Ooh, not they're doing like the and, fan dances and, and shit. And it they're oh, <laughs> <laughs> and they're kind of doing it like documentary style. And all of a sudden, she goes backstage after she's doing, you know, d- does her act. She's kind of exhausted. And then she sees like a fan. She puts it, plays it up to to that guy. Goes in her dressing room. A guy is shooting a, a hole into a pitcher, and then goes to get her and she runs through the street in her stripper garb in in downtown LA and gets shot right in the middle of the street that's how the fucking gun down in the middle of the street opens oh what a cool opening uh a really cool opening um and then it goes into these two detectives and the one guy is uh this this Japanese American character who's played by the the guy that was like running the what's the corporation in the Die Hard movies Oh, the Naga. Naga. Anyways, he. Nakatomi. Nakatomi. Nakatomi Tamar. So he's the same actor that's played in that movie. He's in this. He's magnetic in this fucking movie. So him and his fucking. He's like a dweeb jock, the other detective. He's this dweeb jock. And they find out that this one woman painted this picture that got shot, so they need to protect her. So, of course, the dweeb jock, he's going to, yeah, you know, go in. But there, it, it's a geisha painting, so there's something connected to the, the Japanese-American tradition. It ends up being this love triangle that is like, you know, for 1959, definitely nothing you've ever seen. And uh, I really, really like this movie hmm. a, a lot. Uh, I, I, I don't need to go in. Like, it plays up the love triangle quite a bit, but there's like... There's, it doesn't forget the other story as well. I'm going to give it eight out of out of ten. Awesome. Uh, really recommend. And it's got that. So it's it's doing the love so triangle. Did, when, but does it ever get into like the origins of the Nakatomi Plaza? Of the yeah, company? yeah. That's, that's the start of the movie. He, okay. he he. You know what ends up happening here gives him the keys to start that. <laughs> Called Die Soft. Die <laughs> Soft. <laughs> They'll do a spinoff, and it will be yeah. the Nakatomi, the legend. You never knew, and that isn't that full, fuller in, indicator yeah, yeah, set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've heard good things about that one. Uh, I finished off with um, the highlight again for the the week for me, uh, and 
highlight for noir for me. This up is up there now as one of my favorites. Uh, Kiss Me Deadly from 1955, oh, yeah. directed Ooh. by Robert Aldrich. Um, is it Aldrich or Aldrich? 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 I think it's Aldrich. Um, so uh, opens up this detective, uh, picks up this female hitchhiker. She pretty much runs out in the front of the road. He almost runs her over. But he says, you know, I'll, I'll drive you to where you need to go. And she, she mentions that she escaped from the psychiatric institution, but she seems like she's not crazy. Like she, you know, uh, is pretty pretty smart. Uh, and she mentioned, she, she just says something that kind of like this poetic, remember me. Um, and then their car is hit off the road. Um, he wakes up. He's kind of like half, half, half awake, half knocked out. And he just hears her screaming as they torture her. And when he's up, she's dead. Um, yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty unsettling. Dark, yeah. yeah. Do you remember you? I, you I watched this in England. Yeah, I think I was at the strip club. You tried to find the strip clubs at this point. Uh, we were looking for the uh, the, the uh, uh, girl doing the fan dance because uh, it was the afternoon, yeah. and I'm watching this movie. Uh, just a little aside, I'm watching this movie, and I, I'm really into it. And and, and at that time i think there wasn't like a good transfer over here something i've been yeah, i think you were trying to find this for ages and and he, he had like the the a dvd yeah. with a, a re, restored thing and mm. i saw it right when we first came in and i was like mm. i'm watching this movie well the thing is like uh the kids were there too like they had like all right guys you guys probably shouldn't be watching so this. yeah like the ending of this yeah. movie is pretty fucked up yeah, yeah. and like this like four-year-old or yeah. five-year-old british kid comes in and goes what is happening here? Yeah. And I said, "He'll be fine." Oh, he'll be he'll be okay. <laughs> you know, that's just like it's it's all pretend. They're having it, like they're just pretending with one another. He was like, "Okay," <laughs> and they just left. But like they're watching this fucked up scene at the end of this movie. Uh, yeah, the, the ending is fucking phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Which again, kind of has um, yeah. I'll, I'll get in a second, but um, anyway. So yeah, the, the she's dead, and now he's determined to. Like find out who this woman was. He feels like it's something big because all these different, like big, high up crime syndicates are involved in this somehow. Um, and he's this badass detective, which kind of fits. This is uh, Meek, Ralph Meeker, right? I, I, I think it's the lead. yeah. He's great in this. I, as I, well. I didn't. I hadn't seen him in anything uh, before. Yeah, like he's not like a. Like he's in some stuff, but he's not like known as like oh Ralph Ralph Meeker. He's <laughs> I think he's in the Night Stalker. I just pulled up, which ah. I don't even remember him in that. But I feel like, you know th- this and like the film we're going to talk about in, in in a little bit here, a couple minutes. They're both very badass detectives, and, and mm. like take no shit. You know, if you're you, he walks into a room, there's two guys there. Those guys are getting knocked yeah. out. I I like this kind of detective. Um, but yeah, so he's investigating and every, all these people are involved and it's, it's really fascinating stuff. Um, and it, I don't want to spoil it too much, but I'll just say it leads to like this mysterious box that is kind of like the, the Pulp Fiction kind of yeah. it was influenced by yeah. this, I'll just say. Um, yeah, the, the finale is fantastic. I just, I, I was enjoying it. And then like that last 20 minutes, I was just like, fuck, that yeah, was ratcheted great. Yeah, Like it just it like, yeah. For sure. Just, yeah, really dug it. I'm going to go eight and a half oh, wow. uh, on this one. Uh, the highlight for me in the noir that I've, noirs that I've watched. Yeah, this is one, uh, I've never seen it since then. Oh, yeah. Well, well, Criterion's got an awesome Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably not a good time to watch a movie, though. It's like the middle of the afternoon. You got like, we're it, cooking dinner and shit. Like, we're all kind of bombed around you because we were drinking beers pretty much. But you know what? Uh, you guys were all gone. Yeah. And it wasn't until the last 10 minutes. Yeah, that we walked in. And I was glued. 
So yeah. it didn't matter. Like even when the kid was like, like I'm not usually that smooth with children. It's it's not really <laughs> yeah. my a strength of mine. So when the kid was like, oh no, what's happening? To him? And I was like, oh, don't worry, it's all pretend. Like just like <laughs> get away from me. But I'm gonna say the thing that's not gonna traumatize you. Yeah. And I remember David, who we were staying with, who mm-hmm. who, who ran a record label, came up to me. He was like. That was perfect. Thank you so much for <laughs> saying that. And I honestly was like, I was barely paying attention. I just wanted to watch this because yeah. it was so fucking good, and I was so into it. I have a question. In in London, can you find like a stripper that's like the queen? <laughs> I I was looking. There was no no dice. <laughs> I was hoping to do like body shots with the, off the queen. But There's no, no dice. One. No, no dice men. No. Oh. <laughs> I do like his like Dyson character actually. <laughs> you should keep this around after like Noir Ember. It's it's definitely less offensive than some of the <laughs> yeah, other exactly. characters. Jack and Joe went up the hill, each with a bucket and a quarter. Joe came down with two fifty that fucking hole. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't. That's even offensive. We just offended some people out there, but um. Hey, let's talk cl- about the hey, prostitutes heat? need to make money too. Yeah. Okay. yeah, let's let's talk <laughs> about the business. Let's go uh, to the big heat. Yeah, uh, Clay, Andrew Dice Clay is taking up a lot of time today. <laughs> I'm on an Andrew Dice Clay high. Yeah, let's. Uh, here's the trailer for the big heat from examination. I didn't come up here to talk out of school. Why did you come up? Why don't we call it research or something? You're under suspension. You better check with Lagana first. He might not approve. I'll have your badge and gun now. It's yours. Permanently. I ask for your gun, too. It doesn't belong to the department. It's mine. I'm warning you officially. Don't try to use it. Tough cop Dave Banyan takes on a politically powerful crime syndicate. And that's the plot. How um, cool is this detective, man? I love Ben. He's just going in there knocking people out left and right. Well, like, yeah. I think this is like yeah. the first, because I was watching all these other like big, heat, big sleep and stuff. They're great. But they're like these complicated plots. And, and Bogart yeah. is like, I don't know if he's badass, but he's like witty and charming. Yeah. This is like, this is a badass detective. When you think of noirs, badass detective noirs, it, this guy is, is who he's I think of. He's up there, right? And, and, um, he's like chewing nails and spitting out bullets, this fella. Yeah. And he, yeah, it's Glenn Ford, of course, uh, who has done tons of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and and he's really like phenomenal in this, in yeah. in, in terms of that switch that kind of goes off, where mm-hmm. he turns in this 
nihilistic, revenge seeking, yeah. doesn't care. Because really, if you look at it in some ways, like, okay, these other dudes, they're bad, yeah. but he's doing. He just doesn't give a fuck. So no. he's, he's like hell bent on. Would like, any uh, of these women be dead if it wasn't for him? Yeah. Other, like, probably not. Yeah, yeah. But he's just investigating the truth, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? He is. Uh, <laughs> I guess this movie starts off uh, pretty dark with like a bullet shot to the head, and then it kind of goes from there, right? Yeah, it's a suicide, yeah. um, and uh, but. Banyan Banyan thinks there might be more to it, and he starts investigating. The, the cops are all dirty. This is kind of like got all the staples that you want in in, yeah. a, in a noir. Um, the cops are dirty, so they're just telling him, you know, you got to leave it. And you get the classic, like, he has to give up his badge. His gun. In his, in but his he won't gun. give up the gun because he bought the gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How great is that? <laughs> um, but yeah, before we get too much into it, this is directed by Fritz Lang, who, uh, of course, Metropolis M., uh, but then did a bunch of you know other noirs in the window, window Scarlet Street, Ministry of Fear. Um, I, I think he, yeah, I think he's a great like like oh, yeah. he's done just as a director. The the style of his films I think is very. It cool. is interesting though, like not that um, this movie like isn't well directed because it is. No, it, it is more yeah. of a raw kind of plain. But, but there's nothing that would make you think. Oh, this well, guy was part of German yeah. Expressionism. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, which is, and you do get it from his, his other films, either before and after this. Uh, I think I almost feel like maybe it was a stylistic choice. This is like the American raw, gritty cop revenge tale. I think there might be some. I think, or maybe it's a budget thing. I think there I, might I be know. a budget thing a little bit, like yeah. it, it, and maybe also just like a an old man thing. A little, but not, yeah. but it's not bad. Like yeah. he's got those cane. Uh, deep focus shots too. Like I'm thinking mm-hmm. when, when the old woman goes to the door to meet the the guy that set up uh, Banyan's wife. Mm-hmm. To, uh, yeah, like you get this that great shot there, but nothing is that noir or expressionistic in no. terms of the look of this movie. It's like a stage play. It, like kinda. like it, 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 but it. it his way with the uh, the way he follows a character is masterful. Mm-hmm. So when everybody is going into a scene, he's perfectly setting up who you should watch, when you should watch, and when he's gonna, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think kind of surprise you. I don't think visually this is one of the better noirs, but I also think if I was gonna recommend someone a noir, this might be one of the, the ones. That, out like, of the, I think it has the most modern yeah. pacing. Out of the and, four we've done, this is the most accessible. Like, yeah, it's like, it, all right, here's it, like and it's a, kind of the most exciting in a sense. Like it, it kind of once it's it the starts, most standard it doesn't, it doesn't too, right? Like stop, it's right? good versus evil, yeah. where all of the other noirs it's not have overly complicated. The layers. Plot, yeah. uh, this is like this is now at the same time. I I, I started quite like this. Is, that actually is the thing uh, that I l- like least about this movie is mm-hmm. that it's like. This guy's good. He's got the right things. Yeah. There is an absolute, and these guys are bad. Where all the other noirs, there's usually like there's a guy that believes that, but there's also these other shades of what's going yeah. on. There's shades to him. But I think he's a good. But he's also breaking the law to do what he, he's doing. Yeah, to go. But it's justified. It's justified uh, because yeah. whatever. But then I started thinking about how he doesn't give a fuck about all the these women and just letting them go to slaughter. Yeah. And then I started maybe like reassessing. Maybe there is another level to to, to uh, this. 
Okay, uh, do you want to get into Well, well let's, uh, let's just yeah, continue. So it's written by Sidney Boehm, did the screenplay, did uh, When Worlds Collide, again, some other like Violent Saturday, Hell on Frisco Bay. Um, I guess he was a former crime reporter. Uh, and this is this screenplay was based on uh, William P. M- McGivern, did uh, these serials for the Saturday Morning Post and eventually a novel in 1953. And again, that guy did a bunch of kind of crime kind of novels as well. He also did William Castle's I Saw What You oh. Did, which is kind of a fun uh, William Castle flick where these c- girls, uh, I think it's that the one where they crank call and say, I saw what you did joking around. And yeah. But it turns out when they, they do that, he's did. actually murdering someone. So then he goes after them. It was kind of a fun one. Um, yeah, as we mentioned, Glenn uh, Ford is the lead who has done t- uh, Gilda. Which they, they do the... You guys haven't seen Gilda, right? No. no. So there's a big song in Gilda. Like, it's a huge thing. Rita Hareworth sings a song. And when he goes into the bar at one scene, the song is playing in the background. Oh, crazy. Yeah, so it's a little, like, that, a yeah. nod little... And he was in Experiment in Terror, which I talked yeah. about a, yeah. a couple episodes mm-hmm. ago. And it, one of his later films, one of, I don't know if it was one of the last films, was Happy Birthday to Me. I think he was, oh, like, the shit. father... And that, but uh, other other Paul uh, Muni, George Raft, and Edward G. Robinson actually from um, Double Indemnity was almost cast in this part. Where people that I think was it the producer or someone it's got to be for George him? Raft. Yeah. <laughs> Always George Raft turning down these classic movies. Uh, <laughs> Jocelyn Brando plays uh, his wife, um, who is the sister of Marlon Brando, older oh, sister, I, older sister. Yeah, she is so goddamn charming, and like, she's the, so charming the, the mother, the old, the old mother in uh, Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Oh, which was, I thought oh, was kind of cool. Kind of dope. Uh, and then we have uh, Gloria Graham as who, Debbie Marsh, ooh, who kind of steals the, the movie. Yeah. yeah, again, she is uh, so much fun in this. I guess she's. Uh, it's a wonderful life. It's uh, a wonderful yeah. life in, in in a lonely place. place like yeah. for me, her, uh, she's great in it's a lonely place, and this and and kind of doesn't have the career of some of these other. Never became mm-hmm. a star. Mm-hmm. Um, but she should have been a star. She's she did do the nesting though, the eighties horror film. <laughs> oh, ooh la la! She's got a little cult fan base. Yeah, she's she's great. It's kind of like the ditzy. What was the line I loved? Blonde's that she gets, always drinking. Say, I like this early nothing. <laughs> when she walked in like the, yeah, uh, the, the hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, yeah, she's a fun character. Yeah, she's doing like the uh, whip, whip, uh, yay, of course, uh, Andrew. And now uh, Annie goes, whip, whip, yay, Annie. And she's like kind of like busting. Busting, yeah, busting, yeah, his busting balls, like yeah. her like husband's balls and then busting like the balls she, of like the syndicate. She pays for it later on, which we'll talk oh, yeah, about. Of course. Um, oh, yeah. Apparently, Columbia wanted Marilyn Monroe for this part. And the only reason they didn't she cast her, expensive. she was too expensive. Yeah, yeah they didn't want to pay what uh, the demand for her was. Um, Lee Marvin is in there. I didn't realize that was me, Lee Marvin. I guess I'm an idiot, and maybe I don't know that much about Lee Marvin, as uh, Vince Stone, who's kind of mm. like the the kind of the, the prickish evil henchman. Yeah. Um, of course, he's done tons of stuff, Gun Fury, The Killers, Dirty Dozen. Uh, and then I think those are the main ones. I mean, there's a mob boss, uh, Alexander Scalry, some he's, other characters. He's good as a smarmy. Yeah. 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 But I would say those, it's, it is, again, it's like, it's not the, about the city. To me, it's like it's this small, small group of this yeah. guy getting revenge. So, yeah, I, I guess the plot of it is he's investigating this, and as he goes, he's going further, and everyone keeps on telling, and every time he goes further down, someone dies. Yeah, <laughs> Pretty much anyone he talks to gives him communication. I, I don't know they if die. this is spoilers, but when that car explodes, like, my heart kind of went down a little bit. Like, yeah, oh, for, for this type of sucks. film, it was like, fucking it was shocking, kind of, yeah. This movie gets really uh What sets dark the, really the, the revenge plot in yeah. play? Because at first, it's like he's investigating... People are getting knocked off, 
but it's not until someone dies that you know i guess we can say close to him that's mm. like now this is fucking serious and these people are gonna pay he switches too he yeah. be, he almost turns into a revenge robot yeah but even like the the and uh, honestly that for me that's when the movie kicks into another yeah year. yeah but he, but even like the the one so he interviews like the mistress uh, the guy that committed suicide, there's a mistress, and she says, no, there's no way he committed suicide. Like, he was planning on going with yeah. me. He wasn't depressed or anything. Um, and and she she gets, uh, I don't know, but it happens it, early on. But again, yeah. like, isn't that guy just being like, fuck it, I'll kill that woman. I'll go to this woman and tell yeah. her all the things. Like, if he's a good cop, he's not going to go there. Yeah. To, like, the, 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 women, the woman that's husband killed herself and go, hey, well, I don't think he did this. Uh, like, because he was cheating on you. Yeah. Uh, and the, 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 here, I got some horns for you to wear. There, and here's the, the woman's name, queen. and, and yeah. this is where you should find her. Yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> But she gets, like, they don't show it, but they talk, like, they say, like, she was strangled to death and her body was all covered cigarette. in cigarette yeah. burns, which like, is... That's kind of dark. I, I feel like this film and that has also some sets, kind of dark edges. And yeah. that sets up, like, uh, Lee well, Marvin's character yeah. who, who yeah. uses cigarette burns to punish someone else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, yeah, so from that point, and, and now uh, this, the he's getting, like, these threatening calls at his house, this, mm. this Banyan character. And it's like, he's going deeper and deeper, and it keeps on getting, I don't know, it just felt like a modern thriller where the, the mm. more you're, the deeper you go, yeah. The, the the more serious more it becomes, it and you know people are dying left and right. Um, Vince Stone, I thought is just this great fucking dick henchman. So good. Yeah, uh, I guess the most famous scene is of course the c- coffee scene. Yeah, where he gets a pot of coffee brutal and brutal is this scene. Like I, it, yeah. I did not see this. No, because it's it, tough. Yeah, yeah. like it, for, com- it comes out of nowhere, but it's also totally consistent with what you're yeah. hearing about this person. Yeah, but for like a movie like this early like I'm like wow that's well I thought the first time I watched in this film it felt like it kept yeah. on like wow I didn't expect that in this yeah. type of film wow I didn't expect that like it feels it like it really ramps up it's the always, uh, yeah, sinisterness it's, yeah it's, it's ahead of what was around mm. the time at least from what I've seen um, oh and one of my favorite scenes so uh, well, I'll just say it, he, he's worried they may go after his daughter um, so he has his uncle watching the, the daughter and he 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 gets warned that they may be going after her, so oh. he runs home. Uh, and the cops that were supposed to be watching the house have left because they're fucking dirty cops. They're all under the mob's control. Mm. And great scene where he races up there. And uh, I don't know, should I spoil? I, the, like, no, no, I wouldn't because like that. that really yeah, got I thought me, I thought that was a great scene yeah. with like what happens there, and yeah. and uh, you know well, we'll talk about that in the spoiler part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like a highlight for me. I don't know this this film to me. It's like I just thought it it kind of starts out. Kind of tense, and it doesn't really like it. Doesn't really let up. It's just no. like it, there's again, it's not as complicated. There's not as much to it. It's just this ramping revenge kind of tale, and trying to figure out, trying to figure out what if this guy murdered himself, but then it becomes something else. And I, I don't know. I found it just extremely entertaining. Mm-hmm. And he's a badass, and he's just kicking ass, and people are I, afraid I of him. And like he's just like a big tough dude. Like he just yeah. punches his way out of problems, which is I guess you got nice. Uh, Gloria Graham, an, another great line from her. Uh, you know, we talked about the coffee. I'll just live my life on one side of my face. <laughs> I guess the scar isn't so bad, and uh, not if it's only on one side. I can always go through life sideways. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love, yeah. I, and I, we can talk about some more, but I think the ending is like perfect. Mm-hmm. The way it ends. I wish they didn't go back to the office. I was thinking that too, actually. Like It, it seems so yeah. glib. Yeah. Like, well, he goes back to the office and he's like, 
Uh, there's another t- case Th- for you there, uh, detective. Uh, yeah, throw in another hot pot of coffee. Maybe they're setting up sequels. Maybe yeah. wait, was, it was just based on more. Maybe there's more Banyan novels. I don't there. think I don't there know. is. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was it was it was to make it. Uh, not so downer yeah like yeah. everything gets resolved that's the only thing yeah. like they they show all the the paper clips or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. it feels like it cheats on what it was giving us yeah. like that yeah. scene in the apartment is f- oh so, so good. good with him and Vinny, like and and yeah. i was like oh yeah like f- yeah. fuck like the last half an hour is just like it ramps up but the deflates for me right after they go, yeah. oh, no, never mind. We're actually going to just cheat and everything's yeah. happy. And he's happy in the end. Like, why the fuck is that guy happy? Yeah. <laughs> you want like a kind of like a dark ending. Like there's this. no, like yeah. he's not, like there's nowhere to go. It's not like, oh, there's the other woman that he really loved yeah. or whatever. There's none of that. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's an odd choice. I don't, mm-hmm. it, it feels like somebody just didn't care. In that, mm, yeah, like ah, uh, we should give people, yeah, yeah make every, people happy. People leave the uh, theaters, and uh, yeah, I, I never caught that. Maybe just because I, mm. I wanted to see a happy, some kind of happy ending. Mm. I guess after watching, uh, yeah, yeah, Night movie, in the City, it's, it's, uh, yeah, like it's, it, it's it's the opposite of like Night in the City pulls no punches, mm. which we watched last week, in terms of like. What yeah, mm-hmm. this, this cocksucker deserves kind yeah, of yeah. What what and this, it, this is the one where it's like. This is kind yeah. of like an 80s action film, and I think that's why I love it so much. To me, it's like you could remake this with, well, maybe not now, but Mel Gibson or something, and uh, it would, you know, it would work, I think, yeah. in, in time, modern time. Yeah, times. I, I think there, there's definitely that. Like, it's it's very clear. It's not ambiguous. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, yeah I don't have, um, I don't, I'm trying to think. Do you want to get into spoilers saying. on this? Well, like, do we give it, there, we should give our ratings yeah. out, I guess, sure. first. Uh, I, 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 go ahead. I'm thinking 8.5. I really dug this movie. Yeah. Like from start to finish, I'm like, I, I started like I'm gonna watch 20 minutes and then we go to bed. I finished it and like, oh wow, I gotta get up in like four hours. Fuck this. Like, yeah. I was enthralled with this movie. Yeah, uh, same for me. This is one of my favorite noirs, just because I mm-hmm. love this type of like badass, a hard shoe detective, detective. And and again, I think it's like the one of the best paced ones. It's kind of like it's an hour and a half and it doesn't feel there's no uh, to me there's no nothing that ever feels like it's dragging it down uh i'm gonna go eight and a half as well uh i'm gonna give it eight okay. uh yeah maniac. Like, like yeah it's yeah. maniac maniac uh yeah i think it's great it it isn't one of my f- like all like time yeah. favorites I, I just feel like yeah I, I I like I I really like it in that last fucking half an hour click kicks for me like mm-hmm. especially and and Glory Graham gives a performance that her performance for me is like all all timer yeah. and Glenn Ford's quite quite good as as well. I like how we didn't even talk about but Vince Stone like he's this fucking terrible bastard of a dude and he's you know yeah burning cigarettes on women and just just a totally abusive prick. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Banyan, he's fucking like nothing. Like he's, he comes in there and he's he's afraid of Banyan. Yeah. So I, I I thought that was kind of interesting to have. Like I mean, maybe that could be a weakness that there is 
no equal. Like Banyan is almost He's too fucking Superman. tough compared to everyone. He almost plays like a Terminator in, yeah. in a way. But I, I don't know. I, I yeah. kind of enjoyed that. It's just fun watching him go around, do I, whatever I he wants, and no one that. is going to say anything about it. Like I was never worried he goes for by him. His own rules. No, no. no. I, I was worried for anyone around him. Yeah. Always. Uh, <laughs> and, it's true, actually. And, yeah. and the, the first time. Yeah, it's, it's it's a great noir film. Yeah, I I and. And, uh, You're right though. It's almost more of a detective crime than a noir, I guess mm. you could say. Like it's it's just a badass detective film. Uh, yeah, like there the some of those other elements, those kind of existential uh, elements that that don't. I guess the the whole suicide, the mystery though, absolutes. is kind of like yeah, is the noir element. The whole yeah, it, it leads up like it's gonna be. Yeah. It's it's still a noir. It's yeah, it's yeah. It, it just d- doesn't play as well. And I, I I guess the only reason why like. It's an eight instead of an eight point five or a nine. Like mm-hmm. the 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 last three movies we covered are all like, for me, top ten because there's so many layers to them. I keep watching them. There's yeah. more and more going on. Where this is like, as you were saying, like really it's enjoyable. Probably the most fun. Well, I don't know. Big Sleep is pretty fucking fun too. But yeah, yeah. between yeah, this Big and Sleep, the Big I would Sleep, say, I, I would say this is what you see is what you get. Surface level. Yeah. Yeah, and it it does take a like I don't necessarily th- like it it kicks it off, but it doesn't kick it off in the same like way. Oh, what's going on? Like like Double Indemnity does, where the guy's going in. There's so many layers. Yeah. Like I can't. I don't know. It starts with like a guy blowing his fucking shooting himself yeah. in the head, and then and then pretty soon after you're getting him. But and there's it, there's no dialogue or like it's it seems like a I'm watching it. A television show, like a little bit. Yeah, I, I kind of like though his tough, tough man dialogue. Like he, even when he goes in the bar, how he's talking to the mistress. Like I kind of like how he talks. Well, I there's don't know. there's a great like yeah. uh, line where he, what does he say? Uh, Just the way he you talks. Should, to you should be doing radio commercials. How to talk a lot and say nothing. Yeah, like yeah. the bartender. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Like there's 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 he's, a, he's tough man dialogue. And there's I, I love there's a lot of great great stuff. But Machismo I I guess dialogue. the difference is with this one compared to the other ones. Like all three of the other ones. I've thought about a lot over the last like mm-hmm. few weeks. I, I don't. I tend think to be like, "Oh one. fuck, this is great," and then I just like. Yeah, I, I could see that. It's, but it's, again, uh, I think that's why I, I think it's. I think it's the easily most rewatchable for me because it is just like this simple badass action movie. Really, um, I think uh, Big Sleep might be the most rewatchable yeah, for me. Yeah, it's between those two. Like Big Sleep is probably my favorite. I think. Yeah, but it, uh, this is this is up there. For yeah, me. I guess we can talk about like we can go in order. Maybe we'll do spoilers then go in order. Sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll cover is, the four yeah. we talked about to this uh, month. So spoilers. We uh, will... Spoilers. Yeah, there's. Uh, yeah, we'll put the time at the bottom. I don't think there's too much to talk about. But I guess the big thing is that there, he's getting these threatening calls, and then his wife goes out to the car. And out in fucking nowhere, and it's just like sweet romance between them that they, they sit really up really like and they got other. a daughter, and it's yeah. just like. Boom! She's fucking gone, and that mm. was the first time I saw us. That was so shocking. Yeah, I'm like, I, I can't believe they did yeah. that in a. I, I was also shocked. Yeah. And it, it fucking and then it, uh, now it's amped up because now he wants revenge. Because you that. you almost play it's played up like oh she's gonna have a bigger role in this. Yeah. What is the bigger role? Yeah. And what's you, gonna do? You never think that the bigger role is you're she, gonna die. Yeah. You're going to be the catalyst. and I, I just really liked like the, the how they played off each other and like I don't know I thought they were like this sweet perfect yeah. little couple that she's like you stealing know, his cigarette. It means something when she dies. Beer and yeah, yeah. having b- bits of yeah, yeah pieces yeah. of the beer, yeah, so, like all that. And uh, the, Scotch. That, the other yeah. scene, as I mentioned, so you find out that they're going after the daughter, and he goes up there 
and wrestles with someone he thinks is oh, trying yeah, to someone, kill. Oh, like, a gun on him, but it's like it's just his like father-in-law's like. Well, yeah, buddy. it turns yeah. out that the the uncle's like. <laughs> No, don't worry about us. We we got all my former army buddies. Yeah. Uh, I used to like. Uh, I thought that was jungles, so fun and so awesome, and, and yeah. it, it it plays on like Fritz Lang, who who basically after the Second World War was like horror isn't what we think horror is anymore. Horror is pain. Yeah, and and like. All of these guys are are kind of representing that as well. Mm-hmm. Actually, and I will say we are saying Dave. Banyan is pretty much an unstoppable terminator. That's the only time. Like I think that guy doesn't in the end he have the upper hand in that. I think so, scuffle, yeah. Which I thought was kind of fun, fascinating that you know this this old army body. Yeah, his yeah. I, I don't know. Like I don't know if he's got the upper hand, but, but like, he hurt his neck. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I thought I thought he's the one that had the gun at the at the end. I don't know, but either way, he holds his own against mm-hmm. Dave Banyan, the only guy that does in, in the whole movie. Um, and then when it comes, I guess, to the finale. Uh, the, the, what's, what's her name? The Graham, is it Graham character? Oh, Gloria Graham. Graham. Uh, uh, Dabber, uh, what was her name in the movie? Debbie. Debbie. Uh, so the, the wife of the guy that commits suicide you find is blackmailing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but so the catch is she has the, the evidence hidden and as long as the mob keeps on paying her, she's never going to release it. But she has this thing. She has a setup that if she gets killed, that is set to go out. Yep. So uh, Gloria Graham it's a great plot device. kills yeah. her. So now that evidence is going to go out there. Um, and she ends up, though, going back to the, the apartment. She's shot by Vince Stone, I believe, right? And then we get we lead to a shootout. Yeah. Of course, uh, yeah, Vince Stone the... is taken out by Dave Bannon, which is a fun kind of finale. Mm. And then she dies... And she she just wants to know like she she never got to really experience yeah. I guess what true love is, and asked him to kind of like because he Explain ne- and he didn't want to talk about like. his wife before either because it's too tough yeah um, but he yeah talks a little bit about it. and I thought that was kind of like the sweet perfect moment mm. to and you're right they probably should have ended it there you didn't yeah. need the. Uh, the, the it, it's back. such a weird. You got promoted to lieutenant there, detective. But it's a, isn't it like thirties? Like to me, you could yeah. just fucking stop the movie at the. You should have just stopped yeah, the movie. It doesn't, uh, but it, like it is a jarring. Like you're in a place, and then you're like, oh, now I got to pay attention to this. What's yeah. going? Uh, what? Because I, I forgot about this scene at the end of the mm-hmm. movie. I, I feel like they definitely didn't want to end it on a dour note. It's kind of like he got revenge, and now it's like he's able to move on and. Raises daughter as a widow, <laughs> like yeah, seems... yeah. It, it's it's a well, you, you can't yeah. just because you can't you know say that this guy's whole life is going to be fucking miserable yeah. and dour now, and he's just going to mope but then around. They, they put that like the pot of coffee like yeah. joke line at the end. <laughs> like it, it always. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I remembered it from the fr- once. W- once we got in there, I was like, oh yeah, they're, they're he's going to say put on another pot of yeah. hot coffee or whatever yeah. the fuck yeah. the line. And and I went, oh yeah, this was a mistake. I remember this yeah. from the first time. Because uh, it's just like it, I I don't end the movie in the right headspace. Yeah. Um, no. Where there's like, there's movies like North by Northwest which end on a joke, right? Yeah. But but it makes sense. Yeah. These movies. Yeah. You you feel that joke. Who cares that they're which, going through the tunnel? Yeah. I guess we could talk about spoilers quickly. We never talked about it, but the whole reason that this guy. He didn't actually commit suicide, right? Or he has he has all these files on the mob because the, yeah. the the dirty cops working with the mob. He supposedly committed suicide because he's feeling guilty. guilty. Okay. Yeah. So he committed suicide. Or maybe his wife murdered him. Like, but he definitely killed suicide. Yeah. Like they they, yeah. they talk about even Banyan. I think says yeah. 
It was definitely suicide or what? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's a, so it's a guilt thing, and that he had, but he has he's going to release all this evidence. Yeah. And uh, bl- blow open. Oh yeah, all the, the dirty suicide cops. notes. Yeah. Yeah, he was holding it. He was going to like. And, and that's and the why wife, the, the mob is yeah. paying to keep those yeah. records uh, hidden away. Okay. Yeah, because the wife called the uh, yeah. mob boss before. She yeah, called she the called the cops. Yeah. yeah. And she just does that to to get money. I assume. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right from the beginning, like let's. She doesn't give a fuck about her. Yeah. The husband. Let's just get some money out of this. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have anything else for spoilers. Again, it's not too yeah, complicated yeah. of a plot. Good for spoilers. Uh, yeah, so this has been the final film of our no, no var, no, Noir... Now I can't say it. No, Noir November series. We'll be back next year. But yeah, what, what are you guys, Maddie? This is your first time getting oh, into What are awesome. your overall thoughts I and rankings? I am loving this. Like, yeah. I am digging this so much. I think it's going to go uh, Big Sleep. Oh, this is hard because they're all pretty fucking good. Uh, big Sleep, uh, Big Heat, Double Indemnity... Night in the City is what I'm thinking. I think that's my ranking as well, actually. And I'll go Big Sleep, Dublin Indemnity, Night in the City, Big Heat. Okay. Yeah, so Big Heat just, yeah. Well, like, yeah. If, if we were doing top 20 noirs, Big Heat would probably make it, right? Yeah. Like, no. um, I think for me, it's currently my second or third favorite. Yeah. Um, I, I think for me... Like I've watched it twice in two years, and I I had a feeling when when Kyle was like, "I want to watch this again," it probably went down for me. Yeah, yeah. like I just don't. But that also could happen because you just watched it a year or two ago, right? I think it I, I it just doesn't have the layers that I. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I I started the movie and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is good," mm-hmm. and I think that's why I like it though. I think it is like when you watch all these complicated plot noir films, which is like eighty percent of them. This just stands out to me different from the the pact. It's just it has more of an an edge in like a, an intensity and like a yeah. Just, there's there's a great intensity you know. about it, but yeah, like I'll watch Double Indemnity, The Big Sleep. I'll die probably watching those like yeah. 10, ten times or something. I'll probably watch The Big Heat once more in my life. Like that that'll probably be like or twice or something like that. Yeah. Like it won't. It, it'll be something that like is enjoyable. It was on. And and that's the difference between and and Night in the City is the same way. Like I, I I honestly didn't have it that high. I would have had the big heat ahead of that to begin with. But as you uh, watch it, watch that times. A, f- a, a few more times, I go, uh, yeah. Like there's just something else about this where like that one, I was way more intense with that movie through oh, really? beginning mm-hmm. to end than I was the big heat. Hmm. The Big Heat actually was probably the one that I was the least by the end because I'll get out of here because I've seen them. So yeah. I, I there's nothing like the pot of coffee the first time just went like blew my mind. The yeah, car I think explosion. the Big Heat yeah. has the best um, surprises though, at least for a first mm-hmm. time watch. Like the yeah, best shock, it might the most go shocking down moments. Second, third watch. It's probably like, I, like but I think yeah. that again. I think it's the most entertaining yeah. though. Like. Uh, Again, you like this character. It's a simple revenge tale, and you want to see him kick ass and get revenge, and that's what it delivers. Whereas maybe some of the other ones are like, I don't know. Yeah, like we're yeah. talking about four. <laughs> yeah, phenom- it's like when yeah. we're doing the Hitchcock series, and yeah. you're like, yeah. well, you're just watching some of the best movies ever made. What are you yeah. like? You're, you're like big heat. Well, even even all the noirs that we covered in the what we've been watching sections of this series. Yeah. Like most, all those have been almost yeah. like at least seven, seven and a half eights, which is so, you know. And I'm thinking like only Kansas City Confidential is probably above 
big heat for me of what mm-hmm. I watched. Oh no, yeah. pick pick up on South Street with that. that I would I, I would put that that ahead as well. But like I watched yeah. twelve noirs this month or thirteen noirs yeah. this month. Like it's 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 pretty like yeah. and and we're already going through like there's a ton of B yeah, noirs. Yeah. A ton of these, yeah, like, y- y- there's probably a thousand. Well, they have a list of a thousand, I think. I think out of, like, the 20 I've watched, only two of them were, like, they were still good, but they were just, so, like, they weren't, they were okay, whereas, like, everything else I think I've kind of loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. It's, so I think that's why it's in a similar situation when we're doing the Hitchcocks where you're, like, yeah. I, yeah, you probably could just like roll a dice and like uh, depends on what you're feeling. And, and I try not one. to like judge these against each yeah. other because they're just all great movies. Too. Yeah. Would I w- rather watch The Big Heat than some you know other genre? Mo- no, yeah. like that's that's like a so Big Heat and Red Notice is on. Which one are you gonna watch again? Big Heat. <laughs> <laughs> Big, Heat's an eight, <laughs> Big Heat's an eight out of ten. I know. I'm joking. Yeah, like Red Notice uh, three more times. You got to watch the director's commentary. <laughs> Uh, that might be better than a movie. Like, uh, oh, we decided Ryan Reynolds should riff on this section <laughs> yeah. some more to drive you fucking crazy. His commentary would probably be the exact same thing as his character in the movie. Um, anyways, yeah, let's not talk about Red Notice. I, I, I don't have too much trivia. The only thing I want to add, um, the reviews were largely positive for this film. It was a, a pretty big hit, I believe. Uh, you know, reviewers called it tense, forceful, uh, and Ford, a taut, relentless, relentless star um yeah and uh i think again it's a simple kind of good versus evil so i think at that time the code and reviewers that's it was a perfect film for them i guess in that regard nothing that challenged them too much i guess uh yeah i, I don't have anything else is this do you guys have anything outside for this that's, that's no good. i think i'm good a lot of fun uh we'll what be a, back what a noir vember in 2022 yeah. with no noir vember and we'll probably i can't fucking say it now and we'll probably watch ton ton more noirs uh and throughout yeah, the year get leading there because again there's so many you can't wait you can't wait there's some things that's like hitchcock well no hitchcock i'm not either but there's certain things you're like i'm gonna wait till we cover that again next year nor you can't. There's too fucking many. There's a thousand of these things. We'd never yeah, get man. through any of these. Um, so let's. We're gonna keep on watching it. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Oh, we didn't do. If you want to yeah. talk to us about uh, anything, you can email. Recommend us, us some noirs. Yeah, so. you can email us at um, moviecitymaniacs movie at gmail <laughs> Find us on Facebook. We have a group page and a like page, and we're on Instagram, Movie City Maniacs. There you go. Uh, happy have a noir happy November. noir member. And we'll be back, uh, yeah, I guess. I wish I had the sleigh bells right now to, yeah. to, to signify we're moving on. We'll be back with some Christmas. We'll actually get out the Christmas episode before Christmas, although we Whoa. might have last year, too. Get some cheer um, in your heart and stay scared, it's guys. Kinda, it, it, I'll just say it is nice that, you know, having the Halloween on Halloween. We're not listening to Halloween episodes <laughs> in December. Getting the Christmas episodes out in December. Hope you guys are enjoying it, too. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Stay scared. All right. <laughs>